The following is a presentation of the Premier Dance Network. Hello and welcome back. Thanks for coming to chat. I am your host, Barry Carolis, and you are listening to Pa to Chat, Talking Dance on the Premier Dance Network. In this weekly podcast, I candidly offer educational conversations and thoughtful analysis on all things dance. With my vast background as a director, choreographer, instructor, and dancer, I am happy to share my 13 plus years of experience with you, whether you are a professional dancer or just listening in for an insider's look into our fascinating art form. So put your earbuds in, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's talk dance. Today, I am making my final broadcast from Anchorage, Alaska. I've had a great time since I got here and have really enjoyed watching my students progress at my, my summer intensive. But I'm also really looking forward to heading home to see my husband and teach at a few summer intensives and just to continue mixing in the New York dance scene. But before I leave, I really wanted to sit down with a few of my fellow Alaskans and hold my first interview podcast here on Pata Chat. I figured what better way to say goodbye to one of my favorite places than to chat about a topic that is relevant to dance communities listening to this podcast across the world, from Alaska and beyond. So today I'm here with Pulse Dance Company and Studio Pulse School Director Stephanie Wanchala and one of my students, formerly training at Alaska Dance Theater and current trainee at Ballet Met in Ohio. And uh, we are going to discuss what it is like to cultivate dance and train in an isolated community like Anchorage, Alaska. Uh, so we're here all the way, <laughs> all the way from the last frontier. <laughs> Hi guys. Hi. Hello. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? Awesome. Uh, thank you for coming and chatting with me. It's exciting to have some people, so I'm not just talking to myself. Right. <laughs> Thanks for having us. <laughs> My pleasure. So, uh, so before we get started talking about anything dance, uh, let me start with you, Stephanie. I'm kind of curious if you could tell our listeners a little bit about what it's like to be an Alaskan. Because mm -hmm. I, I feel like a lot of people have this idea that everybody here is a lumberjack or that they people live in igloos or anything like that and I was curious maybe you could tell me about your background and uh, if you're from here and what it's like to be an Alaskan woman. Well I certainly am an Alaskan woman um, no lumberjack though but I was born in Toledo Ohio um, and my dad's retired Air Force so I started dancing in Germany and then across the US oh. and eventually settled here in Anchorage. Um, How old were you when you when you got here? Well we lived here twice so nine and then okay. when we came back uh, 14 or 15 cool. um, and then I continued studying dance uh, at the University of Alaska Anchorage mm -hmm. and where I'm actually now dance faculty um, in their dance department um, and had the opportunity to travel across the U.S. Um, partaking in American College Dance Festivals and, and kind of getting my feet wet with choreography. So that's kind of my background. Um, and 
being an Alaskan, I think, is a lot about opportunities and seizing them. Mm -hmm. You know, you either leave (laughs) to find opportunities or you stay and you make them. Um, And so I think that's kind of the upside and the downside. And it just kind of depends on how you look at it. Do you make what you want to have happen here and share that experience and that joy with the community and hope that they respond positively? Um, Or do you head out and try to make it for yourself elsewhere? So I think that's what's really exciting about being Alaskan. Um, You want to be rugged or outdoorsy, you can go do that 10 feet out of your front door. Yeah, um, but it's if you want, here. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's like, what, 80 degrees today? Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you want to live uh, an, a cultured or like arts-infused lifestyle, that is possible, which I think is awesome. Great. Do you feel that uh, there are misconceptions about what it means to be somebody living in Alaska? Do you think that people are getting a good idea of of that uh, in the lower 48 or do you um i think you know of course there's reality shows and so you know i think that that does skew people's perceptions of who alaskans are a little bit um but i'll never forget we drove up the alcan when when we first moved here when i was nine and my dad pulled into eagle river and said all right here's our house and i was honestly perplexed that there were no igloos um so and now <laughs> of course that I know, that's one of the first <laughs> questions that i always get from people but uh i remember actually when i came up here i thought it was really i had all these ideas that i was going to be climbing up a mountain to get to the dance studio mm-hmm. and now that i've been here multiple times i'm actually really embarrassed that i ever thought that that was totally a thing um it's what i, what I found is it's a really developed community Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lively art scene here. Mm-hmm. They have amazing restaurants here. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the best beer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, it is way more bustling, I think, than lots of people realize. And I think it's because there's so many people who do decide to stay mm-hmm. and figure something exciting out. Yeah. And so I think, in a way, like I think Alaska is really up and coming, Anchorage specifically. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I, I wanted to check with you, Rosie, really quickly and see um, what, it, what it's been like for you. So are you originally from Alaska? Well, I was born in South Korea and I was adopted at nine months. Mm-hmm. So I've basically grown up here, even though I wasn't born here. And uh, I never really knew about people thinking that we lived in igloos or anything like that until I um, went down to the lower 48 and I had so many questions uh, directed towards me. I didn't really know how to respond, but mm-hmm. I just thought it was really funny how people think that it's so crazy up here. And it's not. It's it's very tame, I would say, at least where I go. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, did you did you feel like you had to look really far uh, to find dance here when well, you started training? How Actually, how old were you when you first started training? I was around four or five. I started with small workshops, um, ballet, I think I did some jazz, um, and I got pretty good instruction. I really enjoyed dance. Um, at the time, I was debating whether or not to go into dance or horseback riding, so I think that was a big uh, barrier for me to cross um, and before I started trying to pursue a um, professional dance career. Was it was it harder for you to find the outdoor activities or was it harder for you to find the arts or do you feel that they were both readily available to you or one was more than the other? Um, I 
have never really been adventurous <laughs> so um, I just took what I what was given to me um, not really the kind of person to go exploring and so I never really did that okay so you were able to find your way into horseback riding and into dance did do you feel that you found it easy to find a studio for dance was there only one place for you to go was there were there very few options were there lots of options well I grew up uh, in Alaska Dance Theater I was there um, back when they were in a completely different building and so I felt like it was my home and I never really had any intention of leaving uh, so in that sense it wasn't very hard for me to find dance and uh, I was very happy with the training that I was getting um, and yeah it, it was a very uh, smooth ride for me here cool so it, it wasn't a very difficult pathway you felt that there were options available to you no yeah I um, really enjoyed when guest choreographers would come up or guest teachers because um, sometimes you feel like the resources in Alaska are very limited mm -hmm. and so getting to meet people in the real world as we say <laughs> it was a good opportunity and I think everyone kind of latched onto it so while there there may have been a few options here you, you never felt limited because the places that that you were training they were bringing people from from inside the community or from out only outside the community both uh, we recently did um, a production that involved the Alaska Native Heritage Center so I felt like and that's with the they have Alaska Native dance yes. involved and it's, it's, a, it's essentially a, a museum that's half indoors and half outdoors right yeah and they have big tribal gatherings where they dance and whatnot, yeah. right? So we'd never really explored um, Alaska Native dance. So I think it was a very interesting thing to know what is actually happening in our community. And um, I love that everything they do, um, everything that they make with their bodies comes from something bigger than them. And it's such a great uh, way to express themselves and where they come from, um, which That's is cool. a big eye-opener. That's cool that you got to have the experience of having, you because you mentioned earlier that you, some people were brought up, but also within the community there were a lot of other things integrated, whether it was our art form as, as straightforward as it could be in ballet or bringing in some of the, the cultural dance yeah. of the area. I've always loved to do ballet, but whenever we have an opportunity to uh, explore a different uh, outlet almost. Um, it's always been a great experience uh, cool. to just learn about your community through uh, not sitting in a classroom, cool. but through actual movement. Cool, well I think, I think with the idea of community, I wanna, I wanna bring it back to you, Stephanie, uh, because one of the reasons that I wanted to talk to you for pot of chat, talking mm -hmm. dance, was because you're really kind of a trailblazer here in Alaska um, in bringing the arts and dance to the community. Um, and I remember you were mentioning earlier that you, you, didn't, you weren't initially raised up here mm -hmm. and you were brought into the community and then when you came back you trained at University uh, of Alaska. Um, 
what inspired you? Like, how did you get from University of Alaska into creating Pulse Dance Company, which you're the, the artistic director of, mm -hmm. and eventually to having uh, Studio Pulse, which is the school that uh, that holds your dance company and also trains students in the community? Mm -hmm. How did you get from from point A to point B? Yeah, yeah, great question. Uh, <laughs> Well, first, I'd like to piggyback on what Rosie said about Alaska being extremely limited in resources. Yeah. Um, extremely limited. Mm -hmm. And so you really are, you, you kind of just have to hope that someone comes up or someone brings someone up mm -hmm. um, to kind of experience um, or be part of dance in the larger picture, um, which is also why I try to leave state on a regular basis to mm -hmm. meet and experience new people and see new works. Yeah, um, that's great that, that you're constantly seeking that. Absolutely, yeah. I try to get as close as I possibly can <laughs> and then bring that experience back. That's awesome. um, but that being said, um, there were extremely limited, next to no opportunities for adult dancers um, to continue creating or training or, or even have a place where they can feel kind of in their element. Um, and so just because I was out of college didn't mean that I wanted to just kind of shut the jar on my creative impulses and yeah. be like, well, that was nice, moving on now. Um, so that you could have a professional performance career, essentially, right? Um, or to be involved in the professional side versus just the training side. Well, I wanted to con to keep creating, Okay. for sure. I wanted to be involved with dance. It made me happy. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to make uh, some kind of career out of that. Um, and so... In 2010, I invited um, some local dancers and I said, this is what I want to do. This is what we'll start doing. And uh, we started rehearsing at a studio in Eagle River. So we had a commute. And Eagle River, it's it's a, is it a suburb or is it a community? It's like a half hour right yeah, outside of like Anchorage area? Yeah, it's like 25 minutes away from Anchorage. So it's people. in the Anchorage area. Correct. Okay. It, people commute all the time okay. uh, for work and stuff. But, you know, people from Anchorage, Anchorage would have to drive to Eagle River and we'd hold our rehearsals and scrape together enough money to hold, you know, a performance. Uh, we didn't have any Marley. We were performing wow. on the bare stage. Like, <laughs> we were totally bare bones. And so we came... You're the pioneers, essentially. Yeah, it kind of feels here. nice. Yeah. Um, and so that was in 2010 and so then in 2013 I mean we for a while there we were rehearsing out of a carpeted room above a massage cl uh, clinic oh. so after a while we just got too big to be doing what we were doing so mm -hmm. in 2013 I opened the studio as part of uh, more of our kind of mission or our outreach to the community to make dance accessible to the community and for us to house our artistic and administrative operations. Smart. So now we have a facility mm -hmm. for our resident performing company. Very cool. In a way, I put the cart in front of the horse. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're now figuring out, like you had mentioned um, in a conversation that we had about the school funding the company. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and for, for yeah. initially, it was definitely the company <laughs> yeah. and figuring out the school. Um, so and that's I, I, I find that so intriguing because it's almost always the other way around. But mm -hmm. that's very cool that the company actually inspired the school. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Cool. Uh, okay, let's see what, what else. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you is uh, being such a unique community here in Anchorage, Alaska, what would you say is your favorite thing about the arts community here? Hmm. Because I think that when people think of Alaska, they don't think arts at all. They think snow, they think 
they think winter sports, they think moose, and they think bears and. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that. for the arts community, in as a whole, you know, outside of just dance, there's always something happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that that's something people would think about when they think about Alaska. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there's first Fridays and second Fridays, and mm-hmm. um, just someone is you most often doing something. So I think it's great that you're able to you know open up the Anchorage Press or the ADN and um, look at the, the events Anchorage page. Dispatch. The Alaska Dispatch that's News. It. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and you generally find something to mm-hmm. go see, which is really stimulating and I think important to continue contributing to the overall arts community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also really impressed with the community's openness to just coming into the studio and saying, you know, last time I danced, I was four, or mm-hmm. I've never danced before. And and their willingness to step into the studio and give a class a try. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing because I've created so many new connections and really valuable um, relationships with people in the community that I would never have met yeah. if I hadn't opened the studio. Mm-hmm. So it's been a really nice kind of cycle. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, on the other, I wanted to ask you on the other side of that, your favorite things about the community, what would you say are some of the biggest challenges that are presented to you in the community? Um, well, I think a challenge in this community and many other communities is, of course, always going to be funding. Um, mm-hmm. Even even in larger communities, there are always challenging with challenges with funding. Mm-hmm. So I can um, imagine here in, in Anchorage, it can be even more difficult. Mm-hmm. So that's, of course, a, a large part of the coin. The other side is um, we don't get professional dance, so we don't have touring companies. There are no um, touring companies coming through Anchorage? Rarely. Occasionally. We, we were very lucky to have uh, Photos Dance Chicago mm-hmm. and then um, Body Box visit, but other than that, it has been years upon years upon years since we've really gotten like uh, Alonzo King's Lines Ballet. Yeah. Which so I- it's, it's really important, actually, that you're you're providing dance to this, you're bringing some professional dance to this community. Trying to, yeah. <laughs> really hard. Um, so we don't have exposure to what's happening in, in the bigger picture, in the mm-hmm. bigger dance world. And I think that's really disappointing um, because that also means that our audiences aren't seeing dance, which means they're not, um, they're not necessarily able to see and process dance as easily as they might be able to if it were a regular part of their lives. And do you think that they don't want it or do you think that there are certain organizations in the community that just aren't interested in bringing it? Do you think it's a combination of public interest or private interest? What do you think? Hmm. Well, that's really hard to answer because the dance community has kind of exploded mm-hmm. over the last few years, but it's been many years since the Anchorage Concert Association has brought professional dance like ballet companies up um so that is part of it in that we're not getting these touring companies but they're not bringing them up because when they did they weren't selling enough tickets yeah you know so the big sellers are going to be lion king and cats more and, like broadway musical theater type of right dance, and musicians. As to concert dance absolutely yeah. so my goal has been um, on a smaller scale to start creating dance that simultaneously challenges, engages, um, and entertains our community um, and and try to create programming that um, broadens our demographic, brings in new people, new faces, and then brings them back 
Yeah. Um, and so that's the huge retention. challenge, totally retention, mm -hmm. um, and, and keeping the seasons um, filled with works and events mm -hmm. that the Anchorage community, which is a different community, it, yeah. it's, it's burgeoning, it's still figuring this dance thing out. But that's um, like many other smaller communities across mm -hmm. the country. Everyone has similar, similar issues and similar great things, but they also have their own unique challenges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and and so we're trying to figure out those challenges. How do we make people feel like they can go see dance and quote unquote get it or be okay with not getting it? Yeah. And so we include things like how to view dance in our program books. We host pre and post show talks. Um, and then we do events where we reach out to the community and encourage them to create new works and then we present yeah. those works so that they bring their friends and they have a chance to show something and their friends have a chance to see something and that everyone starts becoming part of a bigger picture. So you're really at the forefront of educating the community about dance. That's my goal. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I would like to be able to continue not just entertaining, but mm -hmm. challenging and asking questions and raising emotions and having people seriously process yeah. um, this art form that is not something that they have easy, ready access to. Yeah, and I think that a lot of smaller communities that what happens is you get all the people that just want to come in and create dance, and what they find is that really the arts are all about creating uh, and, and presenting education to the community so that they understand it. Well, I think it's really inspiring and very, uh, I think it's really great that you are willing to be that person here in the community that's willing to put in the time and willing to educate the community about dance because I think that a lot of people would really just love to do their thing and I think it really takes a, a very special person that really wants to give to be able to do that so I, I think that's just a great great thing. Thank you very much and I try not you know I, I don't I try not to make it just like here you guys this is what I think you want take it mm -hmm. um, I do try to figure out like what do we what are we all going to gain from this or Will the company A grow from this experience? Will I grow from this experience? And what is the change that we're making within the community? Or what is the goal with this production? Um, so I think as, when it comes to any concert, unless it's like just a school recital, you know, there's lots and lots of questions to ask um, about the content and how it's being presented. Mm -hmm. and, and so that's what I try to do. I just try to be really aware of um, how we are going about conversing about what we're creating yeah that's great that that actually I think is some that could be really valuable advice for anybody in any type of community like this to to approach being a part of the dance community and helping get other people to be a part of the dance community I think that that's really valuable uh, advice actually mm -hmm. to people Okay, I'm gonna change it up now. We're gonna <laughs> bring it down, to, or down or up or across to uh, to training, because um, I want to just talk to Rosie a little bit more about what it was like to to train here in Alaska. Um, so you trained at Alaska Dance Theater. Yes, I right? did. And actually, at one point, I was directing Alaska Dance Theater, and you were one of my students. Yes. How was that? <laughs> or was don't great. answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. I um, really enjoyed having uh, someone from the Lower 48 come up to really take our studio to the next level. And I, I think it was very successful. 
Do you think that uh, having people come up made you feel like you could stay in Alaska longer? Or did you feel like as soon as you kind of got it that maybe you wanted to be a professional dancer, did you feel like immediately that you needed to leave the state? Um, no, I felt very at home here and the thought of leaving really scared me. Really? So, um, when, Why? Oh, I am afraid of leaving. <laughs> um, but uh, having all these guest choreographers come up and all these guest teachers who um, have so much experience, uh, it made me feel like I was getting enough. Mm -hmm. So when people were coming up to me saying, you should really consider going to train somewhere uh, in the real world, um, I was I was like, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> and then um, the year that you were directing Alaska Dance Theater, it really got in my head that I, I needed to have this training all the time. Mm -hmm. I, this is something that I need to have in my life to progress. If I want to have this as um, a career, I need to change. So you feel that... Uh, do you feel that if you didn't have the outside influences that you would have felt the need to leave just being Alaska. A lot of people that I talk to here in the community, whether it's in the dance community or not, they always say that they feel the need to leave, but somehow something always ends up bringing them back. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, it, it's a regular regular conversation with people. But Spread your wings, Rosie. Go, <laughs> oh, go. <laughs> so, did, so did you feel before you had the outside influences that you had to leave, or do you think that really the deciding factor for you to consider other options was people coming up and saying, oh, you're talented, perhaps you should consider this? Uh, I've wanted to stay here. I probably would have stayed here my whole life. <laughs> but um, I had a lot of people telling me that, this is this is something if I want to move forward I need to go and so it it just kind of clicked for me um, otherwise I probably would have stayed here my whole life <laughs> you love it that much yeah yeah it feels so even though it is very isolated it feels so safe for yeah. me. and it's a place where I feel comfortable uh, but sometimes comfort isn't the best option you have to push yeah. past it True. so after after my time with you, you did you go straight away to Ballymet, or did you at the end of that season, or did you when when did you end up going there? Well, I stayed to finish out the year at Alaska Dance Theater, um, which it it felt really great because we ended with a a, a performance, and um, I was having such a great time with my friends and the thought of leaving was very hard on me but we um i went to the ballymet summer intensive and i fell in love with ballymet and, and that's in columbus ohio yes yeah. yeah um so once i was there i think the decision was pretty simple for me and how has the training differed with Ballet Met from your time in Alaska? Well, when I was in Alaska, I took, um, I went to school in the morning and then took dance classes at night, um, which was a regular thing. Um, and then I think the biggest change was uh, having to go to class in the morning. So I'd wake up and go to a morning class um, and have classes all day, and then I'd have the evening to myself, which is a 
new concept for yeah. me, <laughs> uh, as well as being in a place with a professional company who is in the building at the same hours that we are. And it was, it's um, a really good way to progress. They're, they're the future. They're what we're trying to become. Right, super inspiring. Yeah. So right now you're here in Alaska for the summer program for the two weeks that I've been here. And I'm curious what it's felt like to return from having that experience in Ballet Met for the year and then coming back home to Alaska. Uh, well, of course I love being here. The um, weather has been great. so it's, It has really been good. Yeah. It's been beautiful out. Um, so I think being back, it's really brought... Um, it's brought me together with my friends and we're taking this intensive together. So it's great to have the amazing training that I'm getting here, um, as well as feeling like I'm at home and this is where, this is where I belong. And uh, cool. so it's a good mix. Um, do you foresee yourself coming back to Anchorage in the future to either dance or teach or spread the joy of dance? <laughs> <laughs> well, I love the older. I love the community here. So I I always see myself coming back and um, just being around the mountains and the the water again. Um, so I don't know if I would come back for dance. Uh, I absolutely I love the the studios. I love Stephanie, <laughs> and uh, but I see myself in the future staying in the lower forty eight just to pursue this. Yeah. Well, and you got many years to figure that out. How old yes. are you again? I'm 17. You're 17, so you're you're still young and <laughs> have lots of time ahead of you. Um, so I'm actually curious, what's up next for you, Rosie? Well, uh, this summer I'm going to Joffrey, Chicago for the summer intensive. Cool. Uh, and then congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and then afterwards, I have a few options. Uh, I have been welcomed back as a trainee for the next season at Ballet Met, which I am really grateful for. Uh, I'd love to come back. It was a, an amazing experience for me, and I um, would gladly 100% do this again. And what about you, Stephanie? What do you have coming up here at a... Uh Pulse Dance Company and with Studio Pulse? Um, lots of exciting things. With the studio, we're expanding youth programs and adding kind of non-traditional uh, dance styles for adults. So cool. um, there really is something for everyone. But I'm so amped for our seventh season. Um, we're doing... Oh, we're gonna, seven seasons, that's great. Seven! That's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're adding a new pop-up event um, that's going to be crazy. Um, and it's going to be a community-engaging event. I don't want to cool. reveal too much, but it's it's going mm -hmm. to be bumping. Um, then we're going to, um, we're actually collaborating with a local band, the Modern Savage. They are phenomenal. Um, and there's going to be a little Led Zeppelin Queen action going on. Ooh, cool. Wink, wink, hint, hint. <laughs> um, as well as uh, collaborations with Artistic Drift Hip Hop Crew. So we're going to see how contemporary can meet hip hop, can meet classic rock. Cool. It's going to be epic. Um, Covering all your bases. Yeah. And then after all of that, there's going to be a little bit of work with the Anchorage Symphony. So we do have a full slate ahead, and I'm I'm just rearing to get going. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for having us, by the way. Oh, my Thank pleasure. You. Well, I'm, I'm curious, is there anything else that you'd like to share about dance in Alaska, or even just dance in general? I love it. Totally! <laughs> took my words, girl! Here's, this is what I have to share. Don't listen to what anyone has to say I mean, unless it's good. Um, <laughs> if you love what you do, if you love dance, you find a way to do it, period. Yeah. Yes. And don't 
quit. <laughs> that's really great advice. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. Well, that's a perfect note to end on. I just wanted to tell you guys, thank you so much for being a part of my first podcast with uh, interviewees. Uh, I, I think that this is a really great topic because we, we here at Pod Chat want to talk about all things dance. And I, I love coming up to here to Alaska. And I think that uh, just sharing this information with other people that are listening that maybe don't know how to access dance in their smaller or more rural communities, I think that they can really benefit from a lot of the information that you guys shared. So thank you so much for joining us for this podcast. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, this has been fun finally having our first interviewees on Pod Chat. I want to make sure that we cover as many areas of the dance world as possible. So I hope this talk has been helpful to anyone who may find themselves training or trying to contribute to the dance scene of any small town, city, state, or country that may feel isolated or rural. I hope that you found this episode insightful. Remember, if there are any topics you'd like to hear me talk about, please feel free to reach out to me via my website contact page at www.barrycarollis.com. That's www.barrycarollis.com. You can also reach out on there if you'd like to become a sponsor for our podcasts, to book master classes in ballet or contemporary technique, for choreography, or for speaking engagements. If you are curious about the Alaska dance scene, or interested in seeing what Stephanie Wanchala and Pulse Dance Company are doing, you can check them out by visiting pulsedancecompany.org. I hope you enjoyed listening in and talking dance with me. If you enjoyed this chat, please feel free to share, rate, and review our podcasts on the iTunes. Every bit of extra visibility helps keep these podcasts running. And if this didn't fulfill your dance fix, check out my sister podcasts on the Premier Dance Network. New hosts from your favorite dance companies are being added monthly. If you want to connect with me to see where I am, what I'm doing, where I'm choreographing, teaching, and whatnot. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, where my name is B. Carolis, or on Twitter at Bariscos. Also, be sure to subscribe to my blog, Life of a Freelance Dancer, where I've been writing about working as a freelance artist for over four years. I also have two YouTube channels, B. Carolis featuring my choreography, and Choreography featuring my choreographic web series that tells the life-defining stories of professional dancers through revealing interviews and choreography. Thanks for listening in to Pod Chat. I hope you return next Friday to talk dance with me, and remember to go out and support your local dance scene.